Hey guys, Mike Bukowski here. I uh, hope you're having a great week. Uh, I, have, I have a thought. I have a thought I want to share with you guys that hopefully help in this time that we live in. And I know it helps me a lot, so I'm going to bring it up for you guys. Um, basically, it's that conversation that we have a lot of times of, is it religious or is it out of a relationship? Do I live a life of religiosity or do I live a life based off a relationship of Jesus Christ? And so I want to share with you kind of a scripture that kind of is a plumb line for me. Because I know as a man, I'm really easily tempted to go into religiosity. In other words, you're going to find out what, what I mean by that as we as we go forward here. But uh, And so this really helps me. And it's out of Matthew. And to give a little context to the scripture that I am, that I'm going to share with you, you know, Jesus is walking around with his disciples and basically breaking all the rules. I mean, the Pharisees are following him around and he's like breaking rules after rules about the Sabbath and what you can do on the Sabbath, what the written law is. And Jesus is flipping that on its head. And that's what I love about Jesus. But the Pharisees are not happy at this point in time. They're following him around and constantly trying to correct him and doesn't seem to be working. And so anyways, we'll pick it up in Matthew 12 and verse 9. It says, then, we went, then he went over to the synagogue where he noticed a man with a deformed hand. The Pharisees asked Jesus, is it legal to work by healing on the Sabbath day? They were, of course, hoping he would say yes so they can bring charges against him, right? Because he's been breaking the law and healing people and doing things on the Sabbath this whole time, right? And he answered, if you had one sheep and it fell into a well on, on the Sabbath, wouldn't you get to work and pull it out? Of course you would. I love that. That's so our Jesus. Of course that would be the motive of your heart, right? And how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Yes, it is right, he's answering the question now, it is right to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, reach out your hand. The man reached out his hand and it became normal, just like the other one. Then the Pharisees called a meeting. Check out the reaction of the Pharisees. Then the Pharisees called a meeting and discussed plans to kill Jesus. But Jesus knew what they were planning. He left that area. And many people followed him. He healed all the sick among them. But he warned them not to reveal who he was. Now, understanding the story, the Pharisees obviously are beginning to notice the motive of Jesus as a rule breaker. They're obviously beginning to notice that he's upsetting us as Pharisees a lot, right? So they're, they're like, he's a rule breaker. He's just going to continually break our rules. And Jesus obviously knew the Pharisees, right? The motive... Uh, noted the motives of the Pharisees because he's Jesus and he knew that they were planning to kill him and that's why he got out of the dodge in a lot of ways, but people followed him where he went. But what's interesting here is the perspective difference on the situation with the man with the hand on the Sabbath. Notice the perspective difference. The Pharisees noticed the law right away, Right? They knew that he was going to heal the man's hand. They knew that he was going to do work on the Sabbath day, right? So they knew 
and noticed the law right away. The law came first and foremost in their mind. Jesus noticed the need. He saw the guy with the hand, despite what day it was on, noticed that he couldn't use it. He noticed the need. The Pharisees noticed the law. Jesus noticed the need. And also then the Pharisees lived by the law. How do we know this? Because of the question they asked Jesus. Is it legal to work by healing on the Sabbath? See, it wasn't about the man with the hand. It was whether or not it was a rule, a law. Is it legal to work on the Sabbath? So the Pharisees lived by the law, right? Jesus lived from love. Jesus lived from love. How do you know that? By his answer. I love this. His answer was, it is right, not legal, to do good. It's not work. It's actually good. It is right to do good on the Sabbath, right? He's like, come on. This isn't legal, and this isn't about work. It's just plain right to do good on the Sabbath. So Jesus lived from love. The Pharisees' motive was to bring charges against. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but as a man, that's pretty tough for me sometimes when it comes to raising my kids and being a husband and a co-worker. You know, many times I want to bring charges against. I am very quick to find out what's wrong or what they did wrong, right? Well, that was the Pharisees' motive, was to bring charges against Jesus, okay? Jesus' motive was to bring healing and freedom. I mean, that was his motive, right? So you have one, the Pharisees, who's bringing charges against. You have Jesus, whose motive was to bring healing to a man and freedom. And lastly, the Pharisees overlooked the miracle and saw the breaking of a law. They literally overlooked the miracle and saw a breaking of a law and plotted to kill them. I mean, come on. Jesus understood the law and saw the opportunity for a miracle. Jesus understood the law and saw the opportunity of a miracle. So I guess the question would be for all of us guys is, which camp are we in, man? You know, some of us bounce back and forth. I know I do. I wish I could always operate out of a relationship in the good camp, uh, but sometimes I step into the religious work camp. And so what camp are you in? So here's the plumb line. If you're living a life of religiosity and work, here's some things that you're going to do. You're going to notice the law right away. Just plain and simple. You're going to notice what somebody does wrong. What goes against your standard of living? What goes against the Bible? What goes against you? You you are going to notice the law in everything that you do, right? That's religious, okay? You're going to live by it. You know you're living by it when you when people have to bow under it. You know you're living by the law when you're causing people to feel like they're being stepped on. If you're using the Bible to correct all the time, you're using scripture to prove people wrong. All right, now you're living by the law. So one, you notice the law. Two, you live by the law. And three, you have a motive to bring charges against. I mean, you're working out of a religious type life, out of a work type life, when you have a motive to bring charges against people, your wife, your kids, your coworkers, you bring charges against them. All right. Another one is you overlook the miracles and seize the opportunity to find wrong by the law and plan to kill them. 
I mean, and plan to basically bring death to people, all right? So let me say that again. You overlook the miracles and cease the opportunity to find wrong by the law, by your standards, by what you think people should be living by, all right? And then you actually plan to make them feel worth. You plan to bring death. You plan, plan to bring discouragement to their souls, all right? So here's how you know you're, you're, you're living a life of religiosity and work. You notice the law. You live by the law. You have a motive to bring charges against people. And lastly, you overlook the miracles and seize the opportunity to find wrong by the law. And then you plan to kill, basically. You plan to steal life from them. So if you're in that part, there's some work that God needs to do in your heart. Here's how you know if you're li living out of a relationship, out of a good, all right? You notice a need. Do you notice needs around you? When a child does something wrong, do you look for the need? What's he doing it for? What's the motive of his heart? What's going on in there that he would yell back, scream back? What 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 does he need, right? What does he need? Like the man with the hand obviously couldn't use it. Jesus saw the need. So a relationship with Jesus, you're going to see a need. You're going to notice the need. You're going to live from love, right? Like they live by the law. You're going to live from love. Yes, there's a law at, at work and in place. And yes, there is scripture verses that we can stand true on. But I'm not. I'm going to live from love. I'm going to live because that's God is love. That's all he knows how to live by. So one, notice a need. Two, live from love. Three, have a motive to bring healing and freedom. Have a motive to bring healing and freedom. Not charges against and finding wrong. But a motive of healing and freedom. All right? Four, Understand the law. See, we got to understand the law. It's not that we're overlooking the law or not living, uh, we're not living from the law. We need to understand the law and cease the opportunity for God to do a miracle, to do good, and plan to bring life. I mean, that's really what the law is supposed to produce, right? So, if we understand the law and cease opportunities for God to do a miracle in someone's life, to do good in someone's life, and then we plan to bring life to that person. That's a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's living out of relationship. So religious work, notice the law, live by the law, have a motive to bring charges against, overlook the miracle and seize the opportunity to find wrong by the law, relationship with Jesus, notice the need, live from love, have a motive to bring healing and freedom, understand the law, and seize the opportunity for God to do a miracle, to do good. All right? What's interesting is there's a scripture that I love, which basically kind of sums this all up. And it's right after the Beatitudes teaching, and it's right after the salt and light teaching that Jesus did to the people. And in Matthew 5, 17, he says, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. See, when we understand the purpose of the law, when we understand that if we live by the law, the fruit of living by that are supposed to be these things that Jesus produces. So it's not that we ignore them. It's not that we don't follow them. It's that we understand them to the point of where the fruitfulness is the love of God that spills out of our life. It's the relationship with Jesus that comes forth in the life of others. And then lastly, 2 Thessalonians 3.13 says this, as for the rest of you, dear brothers and sisters, never get tired 
of doing good. Just don't ever get tired of doing good. Man, because that's what God wants us to do, is bring goodness and freedom to this world, to those in our sphere of influence. This is a great check. This is a great heart check for all of us, man. How we approach our wives, our kids, our co-workers, we have a tendency to find what's wrong and try to fix it instead of noticing the need and loving them. Because you know what? People don't need to be held in bondage by rules and regulations, but be freed by love and miracles. I hope this helps, guys. Strength and honor.